that lead deficiency that you had, that's going to get cured real fast. Because there are some things that are worth dying for, ladies and gents. You radical. This system and everything that it touches, it corrupts and it is rotten. We are not here to give the establishment just to run for their money. We are here to change the course of history. In the wars, in the Fed, in the empire. A free people who can contract together without government regulation has been proven to lift the human condition. And we can see it plain as day if we just take off these ridiculous tribal banners. The government doesn't give a damn about people dying. Unconstitutional for the American people to be saddled with that kind of debt by gunpoint to have its wasted on bureaucracy. I'm not finished quite yet. Thank you. My mission is to bring people together while preserving the freedom of every individual, regardless of skin color, age, faith, gender, love, and every other nuance which makes us unique. But I was informed that their main interest was liberty, and in this cause, I am doing my very best. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I am your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, Going to probably be a little bit of a hot show today. Uh, not a whole lot of admin announcements. If you do want to support the show, you can always do through uh, do it through Cash App. The cash tag is Shane Hazel. Uh, like I said, I am. I think I found my lightning guys, and I am excited about what they're doing. They're uh, they're non KYC, so uh, in terms of interacting this way, I think it's going to be awesome. If you are listening. Uh, to the show, you can always listen on Fountain FM. Fountain FM is a uh, is an app that you can use. Uh, that I use, obviously. Uh, it, it as you listen, you get paid. So you get paid in Sats. Every little bit of Sats helps in the future. You're you're going to tell your grandchildren. Yeah, we used to be able to just listen to podcasts on Fountain FM, and we were actually getting paid in sats to do such a thing and the amount of sats you're going to get and, and brag about this to your grandkids is going to be unbelievably incredible everything else uh but welcome to the show today is uh thursday uh, the let's see the 25th of may and we are getting fairly close to this i don't know this artificial june 1st uh debt limit that janet yellen has put out and has not really shared with a, a whole lot of people outside of I, I imagine the fed uh there are people like lauren bobert in the house of uh, representatives that's you know talking about how you know, this this deadline has come up and isn't really co coming with any type of real um circumstantial evidence so to speak which that's the fed right like that's what they do they've never been audited we've never seen the books we will never see the books um it is it is my bet uh what these guys are going to do uh is what we're going to talk about today in this episode so what we're going to do first is we're going to have uh the the article that i've chosen today the article uh, is from bitcoin magazine which you guys will hear uh it uh, talks about the 31 trillion dollar debt and the case for bitcoin grows stronger and stronger so you guys are going to hear that uh, we're going to talk a little bit about DeSantis but we're going to we're going to look at this the debt news cycle um I've been around for a while been paying to, you know attention to politics since I was a kid you know probably about 11 12 years old and with that man I, I will tell you you know like it just repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats and if you don't understand that and you don't see it or if you've forgotten man maybe I can be your you know uh your guide here, your 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 little cricket is uh, in Pinocchio, right? Like Jiminy Crickets, we're up against a debt ceiling yet again, and boy, you just remember throughout history how this goes every time. We're going to talk about all of this today, um, and I hope to give you some peace of mind. I hope to give you uh, some understanding of what your out is. I hope to give you some understanding of what the field looks like. And really taking this upon yourselves to fix instead of waiting for, I don't know, some presidential candidate that's never going to deliver on damn near anything uh, that he that they talk about. So um, without further ado, we're going to we're going to get into this Bitcoin magazine article here. 
Um, and we'll take it after that. Enjoy. $31 trillion of debt, the case for Bitcoin grows stronger. With U.S. politicians quibbling over the debt ceiling, will more people recognize the benefits of Bitcoin? Robert Hall, May 15th, 2023. If you follow U.S. politics, you understand that the country is on the brink of defaulting on its massive $31 trillion debt. At the crux of the issue, Republicans in one corner, who control the House of Representatives with a slim 222 to 213 majority, and the other corner, the U.S. Senate and the White House under Joe Biden, are controlled by Democrats. Both parties are diametrically opposed to what the other wants. Republicans want to significantly cut spending in order to raise the debt limit for a year. Democrats want a clean debt ceiling bill passed without strings attached. As you can see, both parties' starting positions are nowhere near each other. Ultimately, this has turned into a game of chicken based on who will blink first. It's all very tiring. Is this the way a government should be run? Is it absolutely crazy that these leaders would risk defaulting on money that has already been spent? This is like if you or I whipped out a credit card, went crazy buying all kinds of stuff, and did not make the monthly payment at the end of the month. The government has been able to run up the debt for a long time because it has had willing participants, such as pension funds, hedge funds, sovereign wealth funds, and regular Joes who lent them money by buying treasury bills because they believed they would be paid back with interest. This has been the case for a long time, but now this arrangement is being called into question with the will-they won't they bull going on in Congress right now? Seriously broke. Are these politicians so detached from reality to think that once the debt limit is breached and people stop getting paid, what is owed to them, people will go right back to loaning them money? If they do, they will demand even higher interest rates. The government can't even afford the rates we have now. What happens if borrowing costs for the government goes to 10% or 15%? Ain't nothing getting funded, I can tell you that much. Check out this. The federal government spent a record $475 billion on interest payments in fiscal year 2022. Interest costs grew 30% last year and are poised to jump another 35% this year, according to the Congressional Budget Office's own estimate. The CBO believes the federal government will spend $640 billion in interest payments this year alone is this the debt spiral that James Lavish has been talking about lately? It sure as hell seems like it to me. We are on a slow motion collision course with the economic reality that you can't print and borrow money without consequences. Inflation rears its ugly head first, then people realize the money they are being paid back with has diminished purchasing power. Once people know they are losing money when they lend it to the federal government, it's game over. The debt ceiling debate will highlight the dysfunction of the federal government and its inability to keep its promises. This is what surprises me about the politicians on both sides of the aisle. Do they really want to show this level of incompetence to the world? It's like watching your family fight in the front yard. It's embarrassing as hell and will change the perception that your neighbors have about your family. A debt default will change the perception of the U.S from trusted payer to a debt junkie unable to pay its debts. How is default good for Bitcoin? The silver lining of this whole debt ceiling debacle is that it's going to throw rocket fuel on the price of Bitcoin. As people see that their money is no longer safe with the federal government, they will seek an alternative to U.S. Treasuries. Undoubtedly, some of the dollars that would have been earmarked for Treasuries will flow into Bitcoin. New entrants to Bitcoin will see that it is a safe haven asset they were looking for the whole time. There is no counterparty risk, and the supply can't be diluted. During the last contentious debate over the debt ceiling under the Obama administration, the price of Bitcoin went from $13 and ended the year at $755. It also reached an all-time high of $1,163 that year. Coincidence? Maybe, but it does make sense for people to protect their wealth during times of potential calamity, such as default. So, I say to the politicians running the government right now, go ahead and keep playing these games. Default 
or don't default because in the end, it doesn't matter. You still lose. You have led the world to ruin and it will be up to Bitcoin to save humanity from itself. The debt ceiling debacle only accelerates the inevitable. And to the Bitcoiners, keep stacking them sats like your lives depend on it because one day they might. This is a guest post by Robert Hall. Opinions expressed are entirely their own and do not necessarily reflect those of BTC Inc. or Bitcoin Magazine. Great article, I got to tell you. Um, the I don't want to. I'm not going to take issue with much in this, um, but when when we look at what's going on in the world, you know, uh, Mr. Robert Hall is exactly right. Uh, the the aspect that these politicians care about being seen as inept or corrupt, I think has just gone out the window uh, with most of the population these days. I, the, the emperor has absolutely no clothes at all whatsoever anymore. We know that this is going to come. We know that if they could do this in perpetuity, they would absolutely continue this as much as possible uh, to keep themselves first and foremost rich, to secondly keep themselves in power, uh, to to see the world in their you know ridiculous vision through through force and coercion on the rest of us, whether we agree or disagree. And I think that's kind of you know where I get to with all of this is this this is par for the course. And when you know we kind of go through this, I'm going to show you guys you know what they're doing the. the the ideas that they're trying to plant, the narratives that they're trying to to paint, and really, why? Like, why and what are they doing? How are they doing this? This is this is still psychological warfare for the Americans that are still tuned in, um, that that don't understand the difference, right? If they're watching CNN or watching Fox or watching just mainstream media, for God's sakes, at this point, if they're watching mainstream media, this is who they're getting. This is what they're getting. These are the narratives that are being pushed down, um, which I think from the banks, from the, the apparatuses, like the intelligence services, I think this is exactly who these people are. And I think they're most of the politicians that are up here are Muppets. They have envelopes filled with money. They say, if you will do this, then you can have this money. And then they get up there and they've got group think and they're like, Hey man, this person's doing this, uh, for the same amount of money or more money. And so if I want to stay here and I want to do this, these guys are making it okay. This is senior leadership. And if the senior leadership is doing it, then, you know, I'm just, you know, Joe Blow or the gang or whoever. And, it does it they make it okay to do really really terrible shit right i mean that's that's what dc does it doesn't matter if it's democrats or republicans um we are here to offend all of them absolutely 100% of them so with without further ado this is um this is rep uh jan shakowski and i'm sorry if i butchered her name but i want you to listen to some of her rhetoric uh, rhetoric and then we're going to kind of go through some of the other ones uh thanks to tom elliott on this one if you guys don't follow tom on twitter he is fantastic in terms of putting together snippets and videos and everything else um that kind of highlight this case so here is uh jan shakowski her name is janet and she called my office in tears she was so afraid. She is 64 years old. Her income is $1,200 a month. She has chronic mental illness. She cannot work. She would like to work, but she cannot. And she is so afraid that if they do what they're going to do, that she cannot pay the rent. She cannot pay for any food. She can't pay for the medication that she needs. These tough guys who don't want to negotiate. This is the hostage that they want to take. Okay, hold on. There are millions of Janets. There are millions of Janets, and, sh and sh there are now they're hostages. Oh my God, this is. I mean, when we really when we're when we're talking about you know real rhetoric, like the idea that they're painting um, the picture of people who are dependent on government 
to support their lives. This is this is what they've always wanted. This is the goal. This is WEF. This is China. This is total totalitarian control. This is 2023 or uh, 20, you know, uh, what, what is it? Um, the 2020 or 2030 plan. Sorry for the brain hiccup. Um, this, this is what they want. This is why they want to have these companies who take their money, take their, their, their talking points, do whatever they want. I mean, just reference COVID for God's sakes. When you look at what they've done, they've started to cut off the part of society that doesn't want anything to do with their handouts with their dole with their money that are the producers that are small business oriented that that want parallel economies anything that doesn't get them on the dole and dependent on government and subservient to government and the banks and the the industrial complex this is they want hostages they want hostages because if they don't have hostages, then they don't have any damn power. They want people like this. This is the goal. Oh, you know, we're being altruist, altruistic and we're being compassionate about our fellow man and everything else. And you can even see, like, I don't know, maybe, uh, let me just blow this up. If you guys look back here in the, the, the back here on the left-hand side, there's a lady behind the podium and you can see her face as she's saying this. She's like, oh, man, she's calling hostages right now. And you look at the guy over here on the very right-hand side of the screen. He's kind of smiling like, oh, yeah, she just said hostages. Make no mistake. These people have absolutely no power whatsoever if we, the people, aren't on their dole. This is why I talk about homesteading all the time. This is why I talk about being anti-fragile. This is why I talk about, you know, learning martial arts. This is why I talk about Bitcoin, freedom, liberty, you name it. It's because people who are independent and people who can take care of themselves and have money in terms of, you know, rainy day situation that can grow their own food, that can raise their own livestock, that can trade with their neighbors without these motherfuckers. Like this is the reason why I do this entire thing is because people like this, they want you and they need you as, as hostages. They need you that you are their bargaining chip. You are their power. You are everything to these people. If you are not anti-fragile, if you are dependent on the system for your life, for your rent, for your food, for your Medicare, for anything cut this cancer out of your fucking life as much as you possibly can and then keep going that's this this, this is the rhetoric you're going to hear these people call quote unquote the general public who has any type of reliance on them hostages and that's exactly what they want they they need you let her continue for a second. All over the world who are sitting at home, if they understand what's going on and watching to see what are the Republicans going to try to do to them. You know, this is unnecessary. This is unnecessary. This is man-made. This is McCarthy-made. Thank you. All right. She she's she's right. This is unnecessary. We can avoid this by dumping these guys and cutting them out of our life. Learn Bitcoin. Learn Bitcoin. Learn Bitcoin and start being a lot more anti-fragile. That's that's my my message there. Then, you know, the boobs for brains, AOC gets up here next and I don't know, a lot of word salad talking about, you know, more hostage taking, not negotiating. I want to reiterate one point. The reason why anyone is asking anyone on this stage about what we would vote for is because Kevin McCarthy needs our votes. Because Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes. Because Kevin McCarthy is going to the White House. All right, this is actually false. Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans passed a bill. 
in the House of Representatives, which is exactly where Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is. And to demonstrate that, let's just do this. Because I think this, I think this needs to be put in hand. And I'm not sitting here going, yay, Republicans. No, fuck the Republicans too. They're, they've got their own grandstanding and bullshit, and you're going to see a little bit of it here. But the idea in the House of Representatives that they need Democrats to pass a bill, they don't. They've already done it. Listen. What do you say to those who believe you can't get to yes because so many members of your conference won't accept anything less than the bill you've already passed? They're wrong. You know, you underestimated the whole. You, you just heard the reporter say, you know, in public to Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House. You just heard him say, you know, you've already passed a bill. Like, that's the admission. They've already passed a, a spending bill. So here you go. Time. The one thing you should learn from me, I will never give up for the American people. <laughs> this is just bullshit. So here we go. Here, I, 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 I think it is so see-through in guys like Kevin McCarthy. If you're a Speaker of the House, man, you've, you've made more concessions. You've given more of the American people's rights and time and money away than probably damn near the rest of everybody there. Those are the people I'm looking at. Can we get to yes? Yes. We passed a bill. The no Democrats. You need a bipartisan bill now. So you, you get to so yes you on a deal so that you will just, take Democrats. Thank you, because you just identified the problem. No Democrats. So every Democrat voted against raising the debt ceiling. Nothing has happened in the Senate. I'm not a senator. I don't control the Senate. Why didn't they pass something? The president, he didn't talk to us for 97 days. So don't blame me for reaching out to the Democrats, for begging the president to meet with me or trying to find it. And don't blame us, Republicans, when we put a reasonable bill together that we actually took Democrats' ideas. So when we put spending for government and increase it 1% each year to cap it, so the slow of growth of government, so the economy can catch up, that was a Democrat idea. When we put work requirements in to help people get a job, that's something Senator Biden voted for and President Clinton signed into law. That was a Democrat-supported idea, too. So it's not my fault that the Democrats today have become so extreme, so far to the socialist wing, that they are now opposed to work requirements, that they are now opposed to saving $1 less than you spent the year before. That All right. That's enough from Kevin McCarthy. Um, Kevin McCarthy, he, he actually did a, a really good job. I think just right there, kind of highlighting some things. We're going to talk about this some more here in a second, though. The, the Democrats have not passed anything. And, you know, he cites some things that I think are also very telling is when we talk about the uniparty and we talk about Republicans and Democrats being absolutely the same and Republicans being controlled opposition. What did you hear? You heard that the Republicans have actually adopted, from Kevin McCarthy's own mouth, have adopted Democrat policies, Democrat, um, you know, under Clinton, under, um, you know, Nancy Pelosi, you know, a, a whole bunch of Democrats in the past. Like, they've adopted some of their ideas into this budget that they passed. I'm going to say this again. In Article 7 of the Constitution, um, the Congress, not, and I mean like the House of Representatives, they have sole control over the purse strings. They did this on purpose. Um, you know, you can you can find debate out there, but the the wording itself, in terms of how they structured what spending is and is not or who's in control of the purse strings is in Article 7 of the Constitution. And it's very simple. The, the House of Representatives, all spending bills have to originate in the House of Representatives. Like, point blank. This is, this, they have to. Uh, that, that is the language. Once they originate there, they can be sent over to the Senate. Now, the Senate is given permissive language in the word may in Article 7, they may make some sorts of some sort of amendments. May. It means that if they make some amendments, then the House does or or can 
accept the amendments, take those into consideration, adjust the bill, agree with what the Senate may have said, hey, you know what, we'd like to actually see some of this. And they can either vote on it and accept it, or they can vote on it and reject it and then pass the spending bill anyway. This has this this is not law. And here's the difference between law and spending bills. Spending bills expire every two years. Why do they expire every two years? Because every two years, the entire House of Representatives is put up for vote. And the people who are coming in to replace those people who said, we're going to spend money on these things, then can get overruled in the next spending bill. And I hope that is the most it is the easiest and most concise way to do this. So when you have Kevin McCarthy and all of these dolts that don't understand the Constitution, that have never read the Federalists, the Federalists or the Anti-Federalists, and, and really don't understand the mechanics of why this all works or have diluted it to the point so that they can do this kind of grandstanding bullshit, taking us to the brink, making people worry about their funds. Like this is this is by design absolutely 100% by design so that they can fleece the american public so they they can you know take the markets they can send them on rides a little bit profit loss profit loss do you know who wins every time in these things the people who are running the financial systems the people who are in politics the people who are in the industrial complex who are playing ball with these people it is designed absolutely a hundred percent to weed out anybody who's going to stand up to dissent to say anything contra to to what these people do that the president has absolutely no power over budgets he signs laws not 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 spending bills to to, to think that the the executive and the senate have any real say over the purse strings this is just more and more and more of the gelatinous shitty nature of the house of representatives the house of representatives in terms of like being equal to the other branches man i don't know you know i I know they probably told you guys the same thing that they told me in government indoctrination when i was a kid is there are three equal branches of government which is absolutely complete horseshit when you look at the powers delegated to each branch of government by far the most powerful is not only the congress but the house of representatives the people who control the purse strings that's article 7 of the constitution i mean this is it's not even up for debate you know you can say oh well they all have an article well um, if you look at the way they design these things and you understand how they design these things through the writings, you know, it's it's exactly the reason why they put, you know, the freedom of expression, the freedom of speech, uh, the freedom of religion, the freedom of redress and press those five freedoms first in the the Bill of Rights. They put the, the fighting thing second, like, hey, man, if all this shit fails, then, yeah, shoot them in the fucking face like that's. That's what they did. They said this is this is most important. The same with the articles. Article one is is the Congress. Article two is the executive. Article three is the judicial. And that order. And I will tell you if you go back and you read guys like Jefferson. Jefferson talked about you know the the, the court being a core of sappers and miners that would basically undermine everything in terms of the Constitution. Jefferson was an anti-federalist, by the way, for people that don't know. This kind of bullshit, this ununderstanding or this perversion of what it was originally supposed to be, and I know it's failed a million times, It's it's and it needs to be absolutely abolished and decentralized to the states and then even further down to your local areas. But this is what they can get away with when people don't actually understand what the mechanics were in the first place, what they're doing, and why they're doing them. All right. Rant for Kevin McCarthy and, you know, that those idiots over with Oh, man, I think my page just reset. Okay, we're, we're back here. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is, you know, calling people names and all this other kind of stuff. Hostage takers were, we're getting House, back into this. Without a majority of his caucus, he does not have 
the, what is necessary to negotiate. And for any, any question about what anybody would settle for, he has responsibility to concede. He, he, he is the Speaker of the House as a Republican, and he does not have to negotiate with boob for brains here. Like, you don't have to do that. He has the votes. He passed the bill. That's all done. He doesn't have to negotiate with the Democrats in the House of Representatives at all. It's, it's I mean, she has got to be one of the dumbest people. I know she's an actress. I know she was hired to play a part in all of this kind of stuff. But she has got to be one of the dumbest people on earth. And the fact that she will stand around and try to sell this bullshit and just repeat whatever anybody told her to repeat. Like this is the problem with government indoctrination. Like at some point you get people in the government in extremely high positions that are flouted by propagandists like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking out of her ass and with absolutely no circumstantial evidence behind her and to the uh, to the contrary like community notes on twitter man this is a great place to blow things like this up is they don't need it they've already they've already passed the spending bill they don't have to negotiate they definitely don't have to concede so if he wants any democratic support he has to come to the table and we have seen him over and over again say that he will not negotiate that they are engaged in hostage taking not negotiation extortion not conversation and that is not something we can establish it is not something we can reinforce in this country the the proposal that we see she's she's really mad that kevin mccarthy and the republicans don't need her oh they have to come talk to us no they don't they they need to negotiate. No, they don't. They're taking hostages. Well, you guys are all people that put these people out there and you love your hostages. If you didn't have hostages, like you guys would have nothing to talk about. Nothing. You 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 would just be like, well, yeah, you know, like uh at the end of the day, I guess we're not you know dependent on um, you know, paying, you know, guys that <clears throat> went off to war, veterans, you know, like if, if veterans and I will tell you right now, if they're going to cut vets and all that kind of stuff off, I'm fine with that. And I know that, oh, God, that's not going to be popular with some people there at some point. This happens and it's like, hey, man, pull off the Band-Aid. All the other services that the the U.S. government, the federal government has taken over instead of allowing jurisdictions local jurisdictions to deal with whatever poverty whatever circumstances that they have in those areas with you know people who are sick or infirmed or whatever the case that's why churches were so damn important back in the days because that's a lot of what they did the fact that they take more than 50 percent of your paychecks out there and put it towards quote-unquote charity in terms of paying their obligations man like I think a lot of people would be a lot more charitable if they just kept 100% of their paychecks. hundred. What would you do with 100% of your paycheck? How much more could you go out and do in terms of doing good in your community? I think that's where it's at, and that's where we're going. That's about the anti-fragile communities. That's not what they want. They need you guys to be hostages. They need everybody that they can get to be hostages to be hostages so that they can use you as political pawns on this table right now that Kevin McCarthy and the Republican caucus have put down has been an absolute reject rejection of the same reckless tax cuts that were passed in 2017 that we said at the time would explode the debt ratio that would explode. All right. Oh. Welcome to the show. If, if you're new and you're, and you're coming in and like you're, you're tired of this kind of shit too. Tax cuts are always a good thing. Always, 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 always a good thing. Because first and foremost, it uh, it takes a lot of the power away from these guys. Secondly, it leaves the power with the people who have the money, the people who are producing, the people who are making the money. I'm not talking about people who are, you know, the you know the, the connected and the grifters. But like these people, man, they're all loaded. They're all inside trading. They're all they've all got other deals going on. This 
idea that the 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 debt would explode because we are repealing taxation is just a complete myth. When you look at what could be done if you took 100% of all income in America and put it into the, the coffers of DC, how long could could America run? Not half a year. You could take 100% of the profits, the total income and assets and, and, and everything else, and you couldn't run the government for a year on any of it. Taxation is control and control only. That's it. Repealing taxes is always, 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 always a good thing. I don't think I can listen to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez anymore. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to put you um, in, in a very short clip uh, with Rep uh, Parma Jalapal or whatever the hell her name, J.J. Paul. Like I, the, the, this whole gang of retards that runs around in D.C. on their socialist mantra thinking that, oh, we can just continue to print money and we can continue to raise the debt ceiling and everything will be magical because all of our debts will be paid and we can in, inflate our way into you know, a, a green ESG digital economy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's that's who these people are. So here we go. Here is uh, Permeal. And uh, ranking member of the Budget Committee, Brendan Boyle, has a great bill on this to take care of the debt ceiling, allow the Treasury Secretary to raise the debt ceiling. Many of us are proud to be on that bill. Um, I think this is really important because I think there used to be this idea that the debt ceiling was sort of sacred, you know, that you it was just paying your bills. This had already been negotiated. It was already agreed to. And what we've seen is Republicans increasingly taking on those very sacred principles of keeping the economy going, of not defaulting, of not throwing people into uncertainty and chaos and catastrophe. And clearly these extreme mega Republicans are not those uh those folks anymore extremist oh my god i mean and this is what you're gonna get this this is the back and forth this is the bullshit this is everything that they ever like they just want chaos they want you to be afraid they need fear i cannot tell you guys how important it is to be present to take stock of what's going on in your life like right this second are you okay? Is your family okay? Are you are are you healthy? Do you have food? Do you have water? Do you have a good place to sleep? Is it safe for you? Do you have the proper defense set up so that you can defend your your home and your family? Can you get yourself from point A to point B in your in your daily goings? Like if you're that present right now, like then these kind of idiots don't fucking matter in your life. They'll never matter in your life. And and that's oh god, Lee. Like I just, I, this, this fear, like there's, there's one thing that just drives me up a wall and it is all the people that can be, I don't know, baited into fear. Do you know who doesn't, doesn't give a shit about the debt ceiling? The people who have been in Bitcoin for quite a while, actually, they're looking at this and going, oh, you know what? This might actually be a huge boost because as soon as they hit the go button on the debt ceiling relief, then what we're going to see is probably a pretty good size, what they call like a green candle, right? Like we're going to see a, a substantial rise in where Bitcoin goes. Some people are saying 40,000. Some people are saying above. The problem is, is, you know, we're still we're just measuring this against an inflated dollar. It's not that, you know, this is this. It's still one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. But. This kind of fear mongering, this kind of chaos, this kind of, you know, talking about hostages as if they aren't all for having hostages out there. These people are literally saying we have to fund our hostages. What the fuck, America? Wake up. These people should never be given another dime. Thirty one trillion is is a minuscule minuscule component in terms of what their unfunded liability is, which means my generation, maybe the generation after me, anybody who's ever put a cent into Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, through force and coercion of these bastards, 
hostages, right? Like that's that's what they want you to be because at the end of your life where you were tax cattle, then you finally get a few years to hang out before you die. And that's it. Here you go. See you later. But that stuff, that stuff is going to be gone. They're going to inflate the dollar out of existence while, while praising and loving their hostages. Man, I've never seen I've never seen it so clearly in my life. Get an understanding of what Bitcoin is. Get the fuck out of the dollar as fast as you possibly can. And I mean this, like this is I'm not giving you advice. I'm telling you from personal experience, take care of being anti-fragile. Get out of this, the densely populated cities. Get out of maybe suburbia if it's super densely populated. If you're there, you should probably have stood up some sort of communities where you're understanding how to trade, how to either grow food in your community, raise some chickens. I don't know, something that's going to help during this, this time when the Band-Aid gets ripped off because the Band-Aid's coming off. One way or another, like that, you just you don't get to continue to raise the debt ceiling and absolutely print more and more money at nauseum. That's that's not how it works. That's how you crash countries. That's how you crash economies. That's how you bankrupt people and steal anything and everything that they ever worked for. That's I mean, th this is the power that we have in terms of Bitcoin. Now, I will say I did find this one article. Uh, or this one clip, um, this is Rep. Catherine Clark, and she makes some really valid points. And she's a Democrat out of Massachusetts. Um, let's uh, let's let's have old Catherine Clark weigh in because you have to be able to see and then show people, hey, look, this is truth. It has nothing to do with personality. It has nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. Like. This there's some of this that is absolute truth. So let's uh, let's have a listen to Catherine. This is also not about debt and it is not about spending. What's the evidence as the leader just laid out? Republicans racked up eight trillion dollars in debt under Donald Trump. One quarter of everything we owe in four short years. And at the same time, Republicans raised the debt ceiling three times no strings attached. They don't care about spending. They care what ends up in the pockets of the wealthy and the well-connected. And to think that Democrats don't is also horseshit, right? Like absolute horseshit. Yes. <laughs> did, did Obama spend less than Trump? Yes. Will Trump or will Biden's administration, quote unquote, spend less than uh, Trump's doubtful, like really, really doubtful at some point like this. They're going to have to they're going to raise the debt ceiling and they're going to spend a lot more money. Janet Yellen's on record saying like, hey, 50 trillion dollars. That's that's kind of like, I think where we should move the debt ceiling. That is absolutely insane 50 trillion dollars in debt like at some point everybody's gonna be like no but to her point to her point man she is spot on they they did they raised the debt ceiling over three times uh they spent eight trillion dollars this was under republicans and that was the house that was the senate that was the presidency and i know what i said earlier and it stands what i'm saying is republicans don't give a flying fuck about spending that all went out the window under Trump and everybody else, like that went out the window. You know, they give us the House, give us the presidency, give us the Senate. We did all, you know, I should say the Republicans did all that. The country gave it to them. And what do they do? She's right. They, this is not about debt. It's not about spending. It is absolutely 100% about optics. And it's about creating chaos and fear and, and, and making sure that the market is prime for the insiders who are closest to the money to get paid. And that's both Re Republicans and Democrats. They're just mad because right now they're not holding the purse strings to give to their financiers, period. And when the president offered to freeze spending, they said no. 
not unless you make it easier for the rich to dodge the IRS. When they had that chance this week to correct course and fund health care for our veterans, when they had a chance to help our heroes who were exposed to toxic chemicals like Agent Orange, to toxic burn pits, they canceled the vote. I do not know how they are going to go home and look at our veterans this Memorial Day. But I know this, the American people are watching and they know House Republicans are responsible for this manufactured, very dangerous crisis. I will agree with her. It is a manufactured uh, crisis and this this could all be avoided with sound money, 100%. I, I, I'm just... I, I'm, I'm baffled uh, every time around where Americans are like, oh, what are we going to do? What are they going to do? You know what they're going to do? They're going to raise the fucking debt ceiling. One way or another, they're going to raise the debt ceiling. Are, it, it, and, and let's uh, let's be super clear about like what that means. When they say they're going to raise the debt ceiling, that's a default, 100%. You know, when they say, oh, you know, we got to raise the debt ceiling so that we are, you know, paying our obligations so we so that we don't default. A debt ceiling increase is a default by definition. If you were paying your debts, you would have never had a debt ceiling. You would have never you would have never even thought about your debt ceiling. If you were paying as you went, you would never think about a goddamn debt ceiling. Debt is the first sign. <sighs> that you don't pay your fucking debts, like rolling it over and then getting to a debt ceiling and, and saying, Oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta increase. Well, no, that's, that's a default 100% of the time. No, we defaulted. We just need more money to get our shit together so that we can do this again. in you know, a few years, Oh, it's comical. It's absolutely absurd. Mock and trash the shit out of these people become anti-fragile learn bitcoin learn homesteading learn what it's going to take to never ever 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 be one of their fucking hostages i'm i'm oh man i am lit up today i apologize for those people that maybe are, are not as uh into the salty language i'm trying to find let's see if i can do this real quick the this tweet from kevin mccarthy got community notes and i thought it was actually pretty interesting um when when they put this up because this is, i've been actually putting community notes um as much as possible under things like this because when they come out and they talk about how the debt ceiling had or the, like we've always paid our debts like people are catching on and more and more and more you're you see you know that we have not paid our debts you know in the early part of the 1900s we you know when we kind of def well, defaulted when we defaulted on gold it, during fdr in terms of trying to take it from people and then devaluing what gold was then coming off of the gold standard that's another default and then uh, you know there's there's other defaults in there but like over and over and over now i'm starting to see community notes pop up about this and i think that is glorious more and more people are going to see this and know that they're all absolutely full of shit. It doesn't matter if they're Republicans or Democrats. Like to see this on Twitter where everybody's like, oh no, hey, we've actually defaulted quite a few times. They don't get they don't get away with language that is deceitful, uh, that that's just a bald faced lie in terms of whitewashing history for you know political commentary. I think it's I think it's amazing. Uh and I've said it before, you know, I the, the, no matter who, it doesn't matter who's in office. This is going to continue. Um, let me see if I can't uh, bring this up for you guys real quick. This is from uh, Statista.com. U.S. debt rises irrespective of who is in the White House, which I said earlier, um, it doesn't matter who's in the White House. It matters. It should matter, quote unquote, should matter who is in the Congress. And if you look at Congress, right, like, man, the Republicans had Congress from 2010 till about 2020 or somewhere around there, 2018. Um, and then they, they, they were not there for a while. And what happened? Like tons and tons and tons of spending, tons of spending, lots. And if you can see here on this black line, the black line here is actually the debt ceiling increase when they, when you see the green over here, debt ceiling suspension. So 
when, when, when you suspend a debt ceiling, it's just like, oh, we're just going to keep printing money. We're just going to continue to inflate money and, and basically discount every hour that you've ever spent working. That's that's what all this green is. And then we get into the purple territory. Um, I wish they wouldn't be using purple. Extraordinary measures to exceed the debt ceiling. That's where we're at right now. Like This is it. We're, we're quote unquote, a week away from Janet Yellen's, you know, default date of June 1st. It's it, it, it doesn't matter. Like none of this shit matters. It, it doesn't matter if it's Republicans. It doesn't matter if it's Democrats. It doesn't matter matter if they suspend the debt ceiling. It doesn't matter if they have extraordinary measures. It's fear porn. It's just fear, 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 fear all day so that they can get people in America riled up and so that they can capitalize on this all at the same time. That's That's who they are. Good Lord, am I already at... 51 minutes jeez time flies when you're when you're crushing the uh the official state narrative on these things let's I, I didn't i think i think i can pause i think i've i've just lambasted this subject enough let's let's talk about desantis for just a few minutes i i did listen yesterday there were some technical problems uh for anybody that wasn't there desantis came out on twitter spaces and there was just man first and foremost absolute uh it couldn't be any clearer that mainstream media is dead 100 like you had a man come to twitter spaces yesterday and announce on twitter spaces that he was running for president governor desantis you know in the scheme of things like i'm not like i'm not a desantis fanboy i'm not like i I don't i don't support governor DeSantis. there are some things that he has done extremely well i think in florida oh boy i think we're (laughs) sorry for the audio there apparently uh my show's starting to try to end on me um we're gonna we're gonna push that to the side give me two seconds here we have some uh uh better get in there quick yep thank you guys for your patience with uh, some of my audio. Um, at any rate, with DeSantis doing what he's doing um, in terms of running for president and d- coming out on Twitter, like this was absolutely a crushing blow to mainstream media, first and foremost. And I, and I think that was maybe one of the most significant pieces of this. It was just kind of like part of the the, the background, which I don't think it is. I think more and more and more people are turning off mainstream, which thank God for that. I mean, I've been I've been waiting for you guys for a long time. Like, I think I turned off mainstream media in terms of looking at it for news um, in 2008. So, you know, good on everybody for like seeing what's going on and the problems and saying we there's a better way. Is Twitter perfect? No, it's run by a guy who's still shilling uh, Dogecoin and. You know, like I said, I am I am thankful that Elon has bought Twitter. I'm thankful that there is um, a little more free speech out there that, that that we have. But you know, at the same time, like this guy has also hired uh, a WEF puppet to come in and be the CEO of Twitter. I don't know how that's going to work. He runs an ESG type car factory if you guys haven't noticed like tesla is a is a car factory and it's 100 one of those you know organizations that i think when the dollar dies and esg can't be pushed and subsidized anymore i think tesla is going to have a, a lot of problems a lot of problems i think you know when we get down to what's most efficient where you get most bang for your buck in terms of traveling from point a to point b their gas internal combustion engines they're gonna they're still extremely hard to beat and once you get the regulations out of the way and you get the big car companies who have quote-unquote patents on um fuel efficiency i think where we can go as the human species in terms of automobile travel is going to be outstanding so to wrap this up like all right ron DeSantis highlights for me boring the guy the guy could put you know anybody to sleep he has zero charisma and i 
I hate it for him. I do. I don't think he has command presence. I don't think people are waiting to hear what he has to say. I think the guy is just buttoned up so tight that I don't know. He's not, he's not relatable. I mean, he's not relatable uh, in, in the, the least for me. And And I really thought that, did he say some good things yesterday? He did say some good things. So let, let's start with the good things and then, you know, I'll kind of get into the, the backside of this. DeSantis is, um, you know, pro Bitcoin talks about basically, hey, listen, you know, you'll have the right, you know, he, that he's going to fight for the right to make sure that it's never made uh, illegal. You know, so, you know, if any bill ever came across his desk that uh, presented itself for, uh, you know, the the government to have some sort of regulation or anything else over Bitcoin. Like he's, you know, no, he's a no. He's also a no on CBDCs, which he talked about a little bit yesterday. And I thought this is actually really good. You know, we got a guy who is pro Bitcoin, who is anti CBDCs, who's actually signed legislation in his own state uh, that will outlaw CBDCs. That's, that's a far cry on the Republican side, better than Trump. It is actually very much in line with uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Like this is this is this is interesting, and I wonder, you know, with you guys out there, what do you think? Like, do you guys think that if it came down to DeSantis and Robert F. Kennedy Jr., um, that there would be a big difference? The, the big difference I see right now is I think DeSantis is more of a hawk, and I think uh, Kennedy is uh, too stuck on ESG. That, that those are my those are my big complaints about both of those guys in terms of cbdc's and bitcoin they're fairly aligned on these things which i thought was really good um desantis did talk about continuing to build the border wall with mexico shutting down you know and, and declaring you know an emergency situation down there on the border yeah things like that other you know other typical just very republican status quo talking points that oh i guess the one I'll, I'll hit on for just a minute and then we'll wrap up was the idea that he could bring the bureaucratic apparatuses to heal and this is something you hear a lot from republicans these days they definitely did do it under trump they had the senate they had the house and they had the presidency and they didn't do jack shit in terms of reining in the federal bureaucratic police state period they never did anything to to wipe out bureaucracy i think this is just i think it's just basic vomit that comes out of republicans mouths these days oh we're gonna we're gonna make these guys heal we're going to reform them no you you cut them off financially you cut them off this would be where mccarthy and the republicans if they had any uh, any backbone, any nuts at all, this is what they would do. They would defund CIA, NSA, the rest of the damn alphabet soup. We're done you know, doing this. And if they you know, really wanted to cut back, I imagine, and I haven't even got to see the spending bill yet, but if they really wanted to cut back, they would be talking about why are we still spending like $800 billion a year on defense when we're not actually, quote unquote, involved in a hot war. That's one of those areas where you're like, hmm, that could be scaled way 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 back and i mean so much so that you wouldn't have to worry about debt ceiling shit so at any rate ron DeSantis is now obviously running i don't think he's going to beat trump i think that uh i think trump's got more energy behind himself at almost 80 years old uh i think he has more attention i think he's got more irie i you know i i the thing is is i think they're all equally full of shit and I, you know, I hate, I hate that I, you know, think that that's the way it is, but like, I'm glad to, I'm glad that this is apparent these days. So I don't know. I'm not going to waste a lot of breath on, on these guys right now. You know, we'll cover some more as, as time goes along, but I think this is where we will wrap it for this, uh, this Thursday, this week of May here in, uh, in North Georgia, guys, um, go out there, learn Bitcoin, become anti-fragile, never be one of their fucking hostages. That's my message from this show. Don't ever, ever, ever put yourself in a situation where now you're dependent on them because they will use you as hostages in every situation. And at some point, 
when they say you're not going to be able to make rent, that's what they want. They want you off your property. They want you off your land. They want you in the pods eating bugs. And man, we as Americans aren't down with that kind of stuff. So learn Bitcoin, get anti-fragile, get out and start to create community, period. That's my message from this show. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. If you want to get in contact with me, Shane at RadicalPod.com. If you would like to learn anything about the Bitcoin Maximalist, uh, you can go to RadicalPod.com and hit the uh, Bitcoin Maximalist tab and sign up there and we'll get you started with your Bitcoin adventure. Thank you guys for all being here. Until next time, I love you. I need you. Peace.